Hello and welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast, where we listen into a group of rural firefighters as they give their opinions on the challenges they face both on and off the fireground. We release a new episode every week, so please hit that subscribe button, leave us a rating, and share this with your fire family and friends. Now on to this week's episode, where as always, we ask the question, are you DTFF? Hello and welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast. My name is Carl and tonight we are going to be talking about a few different things. But first, mm-hmm. there's something pretty chaotic going on right at this precise second. Well, the two of us. Oh us. yeah, you two. It's Carl by himself, everybody. Carl's going to talk. It is. Uh, tonight I have two members of my firefighter family. <laughs> I have Ash. Hey guys. And I have Scott. Hey there. And sorry, we're all a little bit tired. Um... Ash, what's going on right now? So, in uh, Gilroy, California, uh, I read uh, just today there was a uh, active shooter. Uh, some, I don't know, not questionable, but I don't think any any of the news reports are full and 100% accurate yet they're they're still gathering information but uh, from what I've read uh, kind of across the board is there's been uh, multiple um, multiple people that have been struck uh, potentially multiple shooters uh, kids that were involved um, adults as well people were trying to get out it started off as a couple quick shots and then as time progressed there was um, more and more uh, shots fired. Um, uh, there's reports of people that were uh, using clothing to, to quickly apply some pressure, um, which brings us right into the old stop the bleed that we can talk about later. Um, but uh, yeah, super sad. It's a garlic festival. I have no idea what could have uh, triggered something like that. But uh, yeah, I mean, all of our, uh, our, our, our thoughts are with everybody that was involved with that. It's uh, it's a crazy, crazy thing. And these things keep popping up. So we keep talking about them. <clears throat> yeah. Um, the I read a bit of the article afterwards as well. Mm. After you posted it to us. And uh, they were saying that they were using different articles of clothing, etc. For tourniquets and things. And, yeah. and that pressure. And uh, again, we go back to the stop the bleed. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, People knowing those skills, carrying a tourniquet in your pocket, having mm-hmm. that knowledge and skill set of how to use it and the practice yeah. behind that to be able to do that. Um, yeah, I mean, because it just goes to show <clears throat> it can happen absolutely anywhere at yeah. any time. At a garlic festival. What is wrong with you? Yeah, like we you, have a garlic festival right yeah. here. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Yeah. And you ever think you're going to be down there with wiping kids and it's going to pop off? Like, well, I usually do. But yeah. Right, you yeah. That's why so I carry three tourniquets on me. Yes, yeah. <laughs> the normal person in society. <laughs> you know what we're, we're not the normal people in society, right? Because we think this way, but the average citizen isn't thinking that the wiping kids and I are down at the old garlic fest and someone's going to lose their shit today. So, mm. yeah, it's, uh, you know, knowing... <coughs> you can, you can save a limb to save save a life. Yeah. Mm, it's crazy. Well, I, and I think I told you guys I, I've got the eyebrow raised from even from Disneyland. Mm-hmm. I went there, a couple tourniquets in my in my go bag. Give me the eyebrow raise when you do the security check. Mm-hmm. What are you planning on doing? Living, living. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, it's and it's interesting because California has one of the most um, strictest strictest gun laws mm-hmm. in in the states. They're similar to ours up in Canada, from what I understand. So that just again goes to show you. It's not all about this gun laws. Yeah, and I mean, it, it sounded like it was uh, like single shot, like we have up here, maybe semi-auto. Yeah. Because um, there were some videos posted. I don't know if you guys caught caught that, and you could hear it in the background. It was pat, 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 pat. Yeah. So quick, but not fully automatic type firing. So that could be something that we could get into up here. I mean, I own guns that could do that. So. Yeah, super sad. Um, I I haven't heard any fatalities yet. I have no idea. Um, On the old uh, news here, it said there's one for sure. One, one, confirmed. one confirmed now. Well, that's super sad. Ho- hopefully, we don't lose uh, many more. 
Stop the bleed. Yeah. Stop the bleed. Absolutely. Learn the skills necessary mm-hmm. to be able to deal with situations if shit happens. Yeah. And firefighting, we're going to be called upon more to deal with these things. And not just shootings, more, um, you know, anytime there's mass casualty incident, uh, like a accidents, you know, um, any, anything where there's mass casualty, mm-hmm. um, bleeding and, and, and trauma control is important. Such as the ATAC, the ATAC conference. They went through a lot of that stuff, whether it was, mm-hmm. whether it was the shootings or whether it was, you know, the, the freaking open heart surgery on the side of the road. <laughs> I'm not able to do that, but yeah. <laughs> um, not this week anyway. No. Need at least a week's training. But having yeah, having some of that skill um, to be able to jump in, have the knowledge to do something. Yeah, we, I was recently having a conversation uh, at work about similar things. They were like, "Oh, you need to take your first aid one and first aid two and first aid three and I'm like, "I got a better idea. <laughs> How yeah. about I bring somebody up to talk about stop the bleed? Because I don't give a shit if you've got a splinter or you cut your finger." But if your arm's hanging off, we should probably know how to deal with that. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, and then after I explained it, and I spoke to Todd, and he was like, yep, absolutely, we'll get out there. Train, we'll train whoever. Yep. Um, so. On a side note, mm. uh, looking at RTAC right now, the rescue tech, rescue part of the um, ATAC, um, I talked to one of the deputy fire chiefs out, uh, out near Nelson, where we were, and, he said, and I asked him, because we're thinking about taking it, some of our guys as a department, and he said, "Yeah, it's not. It's not just about shooting. It's about, it's about uh, a lot about MVIs. A lot about um, there's you know um, just regular old accidents like chainsaw in the leg, mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. So he says, yeah, it, there's some shooting stuff in there, but it mostly concentrated on just trauma. But whether it's however you want to stop bleeding, mm-hmm. however you can deal with trauma, like major trauma. He says it's very good. He says it's very well worth the three days and." And it's a lot of um, scenarios, like way more right. than any first aid course that he's taken. And he's taken a lot. Well, we've seen a couple videos yeah. of their scenarios. Mm-hmm. And they were intense. They were legit. Yeah. They were intense. Mm-hmm. Well, he says there's uh, anywhere from eight to ten role players. Yeah. Right? Just playing the role there. And, you know, if you, if you think about a first aid course that you take, there's That's one strange. person who's not, a, like, there's one person who's your partner mm-hmm. who pretends they're injured. Yeah. Imagine there's blood here. And there's usually oh, my leg. an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, it's not realistic. No. These guys make it super realistic. Yeah, it, looked, uh, it, it looked like something that you'd see kind of in Universal Studios is something that you're yeah. walking through, right? Like one of those crazy yeah. setup shows that you're not, yeah. you're kind of watching, you're there as a participant wandering through, but you're not really there. But in this, you're the one fixing that problem. It, mm-hmm. To me, it's like the medical version of a burn building. <laughs> right there you go right because uh, mm-hmm. you know you could theorize on fires and then when you go into a burn building it's the closest thing you're going to get to a fire but it, it gives you that stress inoculation and everything else that's, that goes with it so it's yeah it, it is just like a medical version of a burn building when you, when people mm-hmm. are, have the fake blood and the, even our wound packing stuff that we you know it's literally a yoga block and uh, a weed a weed sprayer pump but just that alone blood spraying in there well blood aka kool-aid spraying <laughs> in your face and you're getting stuff all over you and uh, you know it's making the sucking noise and it's getting you that it's getting you that feedback that yeah yeah yeah, yeah so uh yeah stop the bleed i mean we've had a few people reach out and ask us on different things how they can become part of it uh, i'm pretty sure scott you posted yeah it's bleedingcontrol.org i think i said uh, stop the bleed.org that gets you to some other site um bleeding control bleedingcontrol.org um, the American site, not the Canadian version. Take a look. So, yeah. Get your shit. Pretty easy together. to become an instructor. Yeah. Um, just get the word out there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So speaking of kind of certifications and non-certifications, we're going to roll into something which is one of those time-old conversations. I feel like it's a time-old conversation, but recently I, I've uh, I'm a member on some of the other volunteer pages and. There was a bit of a troll that everyone took a bite out of and just, he laid down the biggest bait of, well, volunteers aren't real firefighters. Uh, and you're only a real firefighter if you get in through the academy and you get paid. Scott is tapping his leg. He's waiting. Um, and how he was, uh, he was spurting off, you know, that the NFPA standards are better than anything else you'll ever get. And, you know, you need to follow the rules of it. And anybody who hasn't been through the academy 
is basically not a firefighter and should never call themselves one. So before Scott hyperventilates... Am I, gonna... am I allowed to say what I said? <laughs> sure. You absolutely can. <laughs> yeah, because it's genius. Because but... <laughs> we were talking about this last night after the after the call we had, after oh. everyone did, did really well. And I said, uh, you know, just because you get paid to do something doesn't make you great. There's a lot of $2 hookers in the world. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It is true. Um, and I, the thing is, I looked at it and I looked at the post and I was We're like, We're the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we are. We are. And don't get me wrong. There's, we have no, we have no, uh, no bad blood towards paid people. If you want to get paid to do the job that That's we awesome. all love, lucky you, man. Like I wish yeah. I could get paid to do what I do, but you know what? I don't, but I'm going to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. And save with the rest of us, right? We're just going to do it because we love doing it. It's just as simple as that. Yeah. But. Don't go gunning for the guys. Don't, don't go, go gunning for guys. Don't go gunning for volunteers just because they're volunteers. Don't get it. So this this account, and I don't even think it was a real firefighter <laughs> at all, but he stirred enough blood that it just it brought a lot to the surface in this group. Well, and I've talked to a fair number of full-time guys, and as soon as they, the first question that a full-time person always asks, oh, are you a full-time, or, you pay, are, you, or sorry, are you paid, or are you a volunteer? So you just say volunteer. In their mind, you can see their conversation like, Phew, this guy at an offer it's like you can see the gear switch because mm-hmm. then suddenly we're not part of their brotherhood we're a yeah. totally different thing which which sucks because they don't really uh, you know and a lot of them start off as volunteers a lot of them still volunteer yeah, a just, lot of them train with yeah. volunteer firefighters that are part of their training team yeah. and I'm not saying all the paid guys but no. you know there's a fair number who look down on the volunteer guys and that's okay. which is ridiculous because sometimes we train a lot harder than they do and we put out fires a lot faster than they do. We we found that when we recently we visited a few different places. Yeah, we visited a paid department recently, and after a conversation with them, we realized just how little training they they did mm-hmm. as paid guys. Um, it was it was interesting to see. But again, we're not we're not here to smash anyone who gets a paycheck for what they do, or anyone who does it for the other reasons. Whatever, man. Like as long as we're all doing it, but. Again, as soon as you start going out and you're hunting for blood and start slamming anyone else who's not running FPA, NFPA certifications and all that garbage, like you're in for a wall to hurt, especially when you're turning up in a volunteer firefighter Facebook page and starting slamming that, which is why I knew it was a troll. Yeah. Like, you don't get on there just to do it. Yeah. You, you went on there to wind people up and it worked. Now, back to NFPA. Um, there's a difference between certification and following the NFPA kind of guidelines Mm -hmm. because I don't particularly care if guys have certifications and our department doesn't care if we have NFPA certifications but what we do follow is the job performance requirements JPRs of NFPA so we follow that stuff and we train in-house so all of our stuff is done in-house and if you look through our records everything is based on those those NFPA JPRs so I don't particularly like the reason. There's a lot of reasons why I don't particularly like everyone, you know, following the NFPA train, because one thing, it doesn't, it, it's hard to change course of that train if you're if you're on it, because it's on a track, it's going. Um, so everybody jumps on board of this NFPA thing, but there's other, other people doing other things, and if you can't get off this train, you can't see the other stuff, right? Um, like. Like Aaron Field, I don't Aaron Field stuff like uh, nozzle forward. I don't think it's NFPA. It is not. <laughs> I mean, it's not. No. <laughs> is it all fault? Like, is it all safe? Yeah. Is it aggressive? Oh yeah. But it, it, does it teach you how to use a nozzle a certain way? Yeah, for sure. Way better. I, I find it way better. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't even taken a course with them. This is just stuff I've seen through. Well, YouTube, uh, mm-hmm. checking through manuals and you know reading lots of articles on him, reading lots of articles that other people have done. Um, and then us taking that stuff to his training ground. Maybe we're not doing it exactly the way he does it, but it's, we, we're doing it the way it fits in with us. Yeah, we and adapt think, what... Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing, is it, <laughs> doing it the way we do allows us to adapt yeah. to what works for us. Yeah, and then and following that, if you're inside that NFPA thing and you got that mindset of it has to be, it has to be this way because I need my certificate stamp. I need that pro board certification. It's like... Uh, but a lot of this stuff doesn't match. We've already talked about this a lot. Like, there's a lot of stuff that doesn't fit in with what we need to do. Mm. And there's other time. There's other stuff we could be doing. 
that fits in way better with what our department does. Yeah. And there's way there's lots of people there's lots of firefighters in the world that know a lot of more stuff than what's in that what's in those manuals that work. They probably are, and that's what I do. I, you know, that's why I'm usually on on whether it's you know, and people laugh because you're oh YouTube, you're learning off YouTube. Well, and YouTube's a great resource. Yeah, um, the internet's a great resource. It's basically got you know because in the old days, what it used to do to learn and stuff, you had to go to the library. YouTube's a, Google's like a giant library, <laughs> the biggest library in the world. Mm-hmm. Go in there, learn stuff. Cross-reference stuff, because that's what we used to do in the old days. You used to cross-reference things in the library. You don't just pick one article and be like, yeah, this is the one. No, I cross-reference everything, check it out, make sure it's safe. Will it fit in with our training? Bring it forward to the training section. We take a look at it. We test it on the training round. Mm -hmm. And then usually, like we say, well, what we say in, what they say in the military and stuff is, uh, then you have to have a positive field experience with it. So you have to take all this training and then go do it once in the real world. And then it's ours. And that's a lot of stuff we've done. Mm-hmm. Two and a half. You know, plumbed in the two and a half. Big water. Now it comes off almost every call. Mm-hmm. I actually had oh, the last night's call. I had to throttle our truck back. Because their guys were like, are we pulling the two and a half? I'm like, I don't know, guys. We're, we're out in the kind of the bush here. Mm-hmm. I don't know how far. Because I, I didn't know how far away the tenders were. I'm like, we're going to run out of water fast. Let's just hit it with some inch and a half. And there was a lot of, we'll talk about that later. Um, <laughs> there was a lot of kind of finicky work. Because was, it was a multi-level call. So, um, the two and a half, I think it would have been a little bit, yeah, yeah, the two and a half. The Oprah Winfrey Yeah, the Oprah Winfrey call, which we'll talk about. Um, So, the two and a half would have tied us down a lot, and I know the second unit pulled the two and a half, and and I looked over and they were a little tied down, they were a little bogged down with the two and a half. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, that's my NFP rant for the night. (laughs) Is it though? I feel like I can stir that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) How much time we got, boys? Yeah, yeah. Well, we got all night. Um... (laughs) Yeah, the, uh, the 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 NFPA conversation is one of those that always comes up, and it always will keep coming up. It just is one of those things, especially in the volunteer service. Uh, we have the playbook in BC, um, which is is similar. Do you want to just touch on what we? Yeah, think I mean about? the playbook is is the provincial chiefs getting together, looking at what is needed, rather than every volunteer department having to take a ten oh one. They look at what is absolutely needed in the fire service, and they say, "These is what you need to train to. These are the standards you need to train to." But you don't need certificates. They they recommend um, going to like a college, getting your guys, sending your guys to uh, get certified. But you don't need to. You can do in-house certification, and as long as you're keeping good training records, which we do, mm-hmm. and which a lot of there's a lot of departments. Are. It's not just us. There's a lot of departments. That's how they're dealing with it because it's expensive, uh, yeah. and. Just because you get a certificate doesn't mean you're good. And the problem I find with NFPA, you're going to be back on the training. Yay! <laughs> is, um, Didn't even check. As far as I can see and as far as I've ever known is, and some departments are different, once you get your certificate, you never need to train again. You never, like In theory, you never need to recertify again. Yeah, it's the same as your driver's license. Um, yeah, I mean, we had a guy on you this mean department. You drive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Exactly. I mean, we had a guy here a while ago. He had... Stacks or certificates. Three fires in, he needs rescuing. <laughs> so it's like, come on. <laughs> um, Should have been signed in the floor. <laughs> so, you know, a certificate is not necessarily the be all end all. No. Um, it's just, I don't know. Piece of paper doesn't dictate that you can do something. Doing something shows yeah. that you can do something and practicing it constantly. Yeah. And like I said, it's like getting your driver's license, right? You only need to be good on the day, and after that, you can do whatever you want, man. Yeah. It doesn't matter yeah. until you lose it again, but yeah. you, can, you can't lose that certificate. Like, it's not something you can get rid of. Well, it's funny because the police have to recertify on their pistol every year. Firefighters don't have to recertify on their stuff every year. Mm-hmm. Some departments make you do that, which is what we're going to do in September. You may not know that. Mm-hmm. I, I heard, I I heard yeah. chatterns. Yeah, so, you know, I, and I started looking at it. I'm going to pull these guys in soon, but I've. Uh, I've got basically nine station lay, nine stations laid out right now. So over the course of an hour and a half, we're going to have basically uh, a buddy system. So because that's basically would pretty, pretty much be almost all of our members because we'd have to have one of our one of our training people at each station. Yeah. And over the course of an hour and a half, all of our members, like two to three members per station, are going to go through these stations. And it's there's a PPA, PPE SCBA station, you know, dawn and off in a certain amount of time. There's a hydrant station. There's a positive pressure ventilation station where you have to turn the fan on, show us where you'd place it at the door, how do you check the door, all that stuff. 
there's gonna be a forced laundry station. There's gonna be running an inch and a half and a two and a half, um, standing, kneeling, possibly laying down, you know, those sorts of things. Set up all three ladders we have. There's lots of things like we, and it's just gonna be simple. It's not gonna be any teaching. It's just gonna be, yep, good, 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 deficient, good, good, you know. If they're deficient, it'll be a re remediation. Yeah, you yeah. know, we'll do it every year. Along with our written exam we do every year. Every year we have like, every year I gr we grow it by a few questions. Yeah. You know, it's about, uh, I think it's 50 or 60 questions right now. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> pretty much covers everything we need to know. Mm -hmm. So those two things together keeps us up, keeps our training records up, I think. Um, and I know some departments do that. I know some departments will, they, they make their, their firefighters do that. I think some do, some are trying to, some are trying to get there. Some are still yeah. on the minds. And, and again, a lot of conversations we've had, especially recently, I've been talking to a few guys um, that kind of reach out fairly regularly. And the conversation always tends to be, I want to be the guy who wants to try and who is trying to change the department. Mm -hmm. But there's so many old dogs that stand in the way of the fence. I just can't even get near it. Like, it's just so difficult to move anyone. And uh, it's just, it's, it's tough, but you know, like you had the same problem, Scott, when you first started trying to move it forward and, and slowly piecing it together, it's taken what, how many years to Eleven. get to where we are? 11. Well, sorry, nine since I was training officer. Not just all me, but. Yeah, but yeah. The, the big push of the changes came when you became the training officer. Yeah, I guess. And with the help of one of the chiefs at the time which was good we had some we had some buy that way yeah. mm -hmm. so it worked out there was a, there was a parent of the mines but still it takes time it's not just going to be something that you're going to be able to do over a year's time two years time a weekend's time it's just not going to happen just keep keep plugging away uh last night's fur ash fur what happened at the fur <coughs> oh, Lord, fur. all the things happened all man. the things man so <laughs> the Oprah Winfrey of course you want it to was the Oprah Winfrey of course so what does Oprah do she gives things to the audience members so um, if, Oprah, if Oprah was at this fire as a truck drove up she'd like you get a structure fire you get a grass fire you get a car fire you get a motorhome fire <laughs> because that's what happened <laughs> so the call gets paid show and even dispatch was like there's a Car. I think it was two cars. Was it, it was two cars? Yeah, two, two cars, cars next to a structure. Partially involved. Yeah, partially involved. Like raising her hands. I don't know what <laughs> She's to do right us. now. Yeah, it was. Uh, ah, it's weird. And super rural. Yeah, like, it was way almost outside of our district. The other side of the road was the other, <laughs> other side, side of the mountain. Yeah, <laughs> so it was that. Uh, it it was a long ways away. Uh, water supply was terrible so we we had to it was be actually I, I, we never our truck never ran out of water no no so i mean super props to the guys running tenders that, yeah but that, we ran low once where i had pat throttles back <coughs> but uh we were never in a situation where we were worried about running out um so as the units are arriving on scene uh scott was in uh the first truck pulling up uh, you guys took the... Yeah, so we pulled up. Actually, as we're driving, we're listening to the mm -hmm. call, and we're like, we know where it is. It was actually up in an area where we had a we had a really large fire, um, really large wildfire. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it's 30 degrees here right now, which is, what is that? In, in America? In Fahrenheit? It's <laughs> <Southern> in America. <laughs> in the high 90s? Mid-90s? Anyways, it's hot. It's hot! <laughs> so, so anyways we we are in right prime wildfire season so we're driving we know where it's in a rural area we know there's potential for a wildfire um so i'm talking i'm, re I'm talking to the guys i'm like hey remember hitting the wildfire first leave 90 yeah so 90 that's hot so <coughs> sorry um we're gonna hit the wildfire first mm -hmm. worry about the structure second worry about any cars third yeah, so then uh, the question from the back seat was, well, what if there's someone trapped inside? I'm like, okay, revamp that. We're going to worry about the search first. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then basically it's going to be like any other fire. It's on. It's going to be uh, just roll through the roll through that recio or whatever you want to call it. Just 
keep going, like, to keep, uh, um, that OODA loop, whatever you want to, all these terms come to mind, but it's like, basically, you're, it's everything's always going to change. Your plan's always going to change. Yep. So, uh, we pull up, uh, actually, duty officer got there first, said it's fully involved structure now, because it took us 15 minutes to drive there. Um, so we hit the, I told one of the newer guys to hit the grass fire, because it was starting to spread down hill. Uh, he hit the grass fire, the other two guys headed towards the structure. It was a, um, I don't know, um, like a mobile home, like a single wide or whatever. Yeah. Those burn fast, so. Um, it was well, like, you know, I look, there's, I, I could see one car, it turned out to be several other vehicles, mm -hmm. and uh, attached deck, porch thing, was on fire, it was going into the structure when, as soon as we pulled up, um, so I told uh, Kevin, Kevin, that's normal here, um, take the front window, see if we can at least knock it out, as soon as we took the front window, um, Adam had the nozzle ready to go, as soon as we took the front window, <laughs> flames start shooting out, so... He hit the, he basically the transitional attack, except we couldn't transition into the house, <laughs> but he hit it pretty hard, knocked it back, but it was, you know, that trailer was done. Right. Yeah, so we just worked on that on our side, um, knocked a grass fire down, that was good, didn't extend any uh, exposures, because there was other trailers and, like, lots of stuff. Typical, lots of outbuildings. Yeah, lots of outbuildings. Typical rural yeah. stuff everywhere. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, left the cars just to burn. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, we ended up putting them out, mm -hmm. they were lowest priority. Yeah, I don't know what you saw on your, because like, I couldn't do a 360. Someone else was going to do a 360. Yeah, so that's uh, I know when the duty officer got there, he was he did a quick peek on the bottom side. I don't think he ever got all all the way around, so I wanted to make that one of my priorities quickly. Let's just see what we had going on in the back side of that. So we got our truck positions. There's uh, like a high road and a lower road. We took the lower driveway. Um, which was quite a bit lower than the structure um, but uh, luckily you guys had the grass fire knocked down to where we were so we were safe there what did you guys park where you did it was I asked to go further Pat didn't feel safe going oh, any further right. I was like we could drive past this cause just because there was quite a lot of um, safety zone there was, was there yeah was it was huge safe zone um at the time, it was smoking real thick. Yeah. Um, yeah, the smoke was rolling over. I just wondered. I, I, I seen through it as we were first getting on scene, and I saw there was that massive field of mm -hmm. just tilled up dirt. Yeah. So we had a real big safe zone, so I wanted to position ourselves deeper. Um, he didn't feel safe. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm okay with that. Um, he's a longtime pop operator driver. Um, so... He's also going to be the one on the pump deck with no uh, SCBA. With no SCBA. <laughs> so, so if he doesn't want to stand on the smoke Yeah, up. so I agreed with his decision. I'm like, okay, this is fine. It's going to take us the next couple lengths, but we'll make it happen. So we ended up going two and a half, and it was, uh, I went back, back and forth as we're pulling up. I'm like, uh, you know, we're way out here, same thing. But at the same time, I'm thinking ahead to what we can do once we break that down and go into, yeah. um, you know, going into knocking it down some more. So uh, I got my guys while I was moving ahead um, just to throw some quick water because that motorhome, there was a, a vehicle and then a motorhome and there was a there was massive propane tank inside yeah. the motorhome that was venting off and it was like a jet. Yeah. So I'm like, we need to get some water on that, cool that situation down, um, just so we can progress around to the back side of the building. So that's basically what we did when we got there. Two and a half out, we hit everything on our side quickly and then progressed around the back side, uh, which then I seen, yeah, there was some other buildings. Um, the grass was right there and it was pretty lush on the front side. There was It wasn't really all that dead. On the back side, it was substantially drier so I was I was a whole bunch of wood there too with a lot of debris wood and stuff all over the floor so I was worried about that so getting that two and a half around the back we dropped it down um, <coughs> put a gated wire to a Siamese ran a couple of lines we ended up getting mutual aid from a neighboring department uh, we utilized some of their manpower to help us uh, um, just back up our yeah. guys because we were one guy per per line I mean it was it was a lot of work it sucks those fires suck because you bust your ass so hard 
and yeah, you know, it's yeah. a, a mobile. It's well, it's well like, if you, yeah. The problem is, it was 15 minutes out of zone, which you know, by the time we get up to that point, we're we, most of our response times in town are about three to five. We would have saved that, we would have saved that place away. if we were in town. If that yeah. was in town, it would have mm-hmm. been saved without yeah. a doubt. The problem is when you get there, you see that okay, one, it's a trailer built. The materials is built with is burning and is very difficult to stop. Two, the time delay that we already had. Three, the fact we haven't got a lot of war. Four, because of the placement of where I is mm-hmm. right up on that hill and the point of trying to get for access. Like all of it was against us. And when you know, well, we can't save it. There's nothing we can do apart from trying. You can't go in. Yeah, you can't make an interior push on a, a trailer. That's no. a problem because it's yeah. burned underneath the trailer. You're like, eh. yeah. yeah. So it's not like a house. Most, almost, houses, most houses you can push in pretty hard. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they're designed to withstand fire. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Trailers no, aren't. Are not at all. <laughs> so yeah, it was, it's, it's tough mm-hmm. when you know that basically you're on a surrounding drain and try and extinguish and make sure you're just protecting any exposures, which... Mm-hmm. Which, which is really all we're looking... Like once, once we know it's a mobile home and mm-hmm. it's fully involved, it's like, okay, it's exposures. Yeah. Because that's what we're... We're trying to prevent the massive wildfire... From which we wiping definitely out, did yeah you know, wipe, wiping out a bunch of other houses or wiping out a bunch of trailers or and that's kind of what I I was saying so I I was uh, we, we were still actively working at completely putting it out but it was like it was done um, so I was just taking a, a quick shot of the scene and as I'm saying I'm like man that was like a good save and Spencer's with me he's like what if we saved the dirt <laughs> like just being a smart ass yeah. right and I'm like well, I didn't really mean the structure. I meant everything else that you see around us. Like, there's... This could have went terribly. Yeah. I mean, right now there's a... What is it up to? 200 hectares? Four. 400 hectares. Yeah, just, 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 just you know, over 20 the hill. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry, yeah, 400 yeah, hectares. Yeah, 400 hectare fire. Just over the hill. In our neighboring department's coverage area, sort of, yeah. now. Um, yeah, it's, it's getting big. So, it's dry out there. Yeah. And that was one of my largest. Once we got reports that the guy was was out, yeah. that there was no no worry for anything there. My biggest concern was yeah, this thing spreading because yeah. it, it was done. It was done the moment we realized what we were dealing with, like yeah. just because of the nature of of what it is and where it is. So uh, I felt really good with with what the guys did. I was I was super proud of of the work ethic that. We oh yeah, no, you guys busted their ass. Oh jeez. Um, yeah, this whole like, oh, we didn't save anything, or it wasn't, you know, it was already done. We we got to get it rid of that mindset because yeah. we saved a bunch of, we saved a whole lot of stuff. Yeah, so take it away. So you look at no one turning up to that. Yeah, think Matt's in the Matt's video of all yeah. the fire. What if there was no firefighters? Yep. Well, there'd be twenty lost structures up there. And mm-hmm. then it would have come <laughs> over that hill too. Yeah, and over that hill years ago is the town, <laughs> right? So. <laughs> It would have been a very large problem very quickly because there was wind that day too. It was dry. You yeah. know what I mean. So it wouldn't have it wouldn't have taken long, and all of that stuff there is dry. Like yeah. it would have passed that dirt patch, but it would have jumped and it would have kept going. So yeah. well, I started looking afterwards as as we were mopping up. And I was doing a bit of a three hundred and sixty after, and I was seeing where some of these embers had blown, yeah. how far, and it was pretty much to the end of that dirt patch which was mm-hmm. like there was a big big guard and like a little extra wind would have blown it right past that yeah. and we would have had a big big problem yeah so yeah. yeah you you have to have that aggressive mindset get in there get it done get you know get it out it doesn't matter what it is you, I mean, you have to look at the positives of what we did yeah. and i feel it was huge yeah. Uh, again, you can only do what you can do. And as a department that is extremely aggressive, mm-hmm. if we can do it, if we think there's a chance we can do it, we do it. Mm-hmm. And that's just the way we, we operate. And it works. It tends mm-hmm. to and if it doesn't, we figure that out very quickly and we change and adapt to what is going on. But we do not we, the the only time we tend to go on the defense is if we know we are literally in it, it, the battle's mm-hmm. already lost. And all we're trying to do is make sure that there's not another fight going on because we've let another building catch. Mm-hmm. That's all we do. Because that's all we can do at those situations. But if there is a way of saving it, that's what gets done. I mean, the easiest way to stop another structure from catching on fire is putting out the one that's on fire already. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> Remove the threat, mm-hmm. and the threat's removed. So, 
um, you know, get in there, hit it hard, and even if now we have this pain in the ass that we can't put out easily, like, and then that's what we we ran into. I mean, a mobile home is super annoying. It's especially that one was an older one and it had a kind of a weird double roof and yeah like somebody put a secondary roof on on top of it and they decided to put sawdust in for insulation <laughs> the secondary roof oh like come on sweet man. yeah this is great so it was double tin it was rolling underneath so it's got wooden cribbing that supports the structure so the cribbing was on fire so there's this these big i-beams yeah. that it's built oh, yeah, i looked under there that was pretty sketchy it was sketchy yeah so big i-beams that support the building on top of these wooden cribs, which have now burnt away, so... I mean, there's not, still quite a lot of structure left from those wooden cribs, because we put the wooden cribs out. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, luckily there was still some of that, but when you're, when your foundation, if you will, is now compromised because the fire's been rolling underneath, secondary roof, so it's burning up into the roof, and there was, like, a 2x4, 2x6 yeah. secondary truss that was blocking our progress every eight feet so there was just so much pain in the ass little small hot spots that we had to work for an extra like, yeah. two hours two really. three, yeah two it was two hours of mm -hmm. hot spots yeah yeah but like the job was over in a very short amount of time the hard job the big job the threat yeah. then it's just the, the wrap-up which take, takes time and that's when people start getting that oh man we should let it burn more and i'm like well how much gas you got we'll let it back yeah, 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 the jokes, the jokes <laughs> it's all jokes right yeah. but you know you don't want to get some of the new guys hearing that you don't want the, that sort of mentality coming through it's about um, dynamic to start encouraging absolutely so we're there to work uh, hard yeah get in there get it done you work hard mm -hmm. but it yeah. doesn't matter what was people yeah. and I mean knowing how those things burn if you looked at it like all the framework was there like you knew exactly what was there all like mm. even the very back end is I think where it started really really was, really really pushed yeah yeah and that was the only rear wall that was completely gone where the rest of it you can see okay yeah, for a trailer it was quite Man, there's quite a lot left. There's a, a lot trailer. left, considering, right? And uh, I want to make sure that the guys know that. Like, if if you look at any other trailer fire that we've been been to, to look at that one where we're so far out of our area and to have that kind of an outcome, I mean, and that's what I was getting to. Like, it wasn't a good save by the building's going to be saved, but the surrounding area, what we were able to to prevent. And how much of that structure was still left? Yeah, and I, I know it sucks, and they're gonna mow it down tomorrow, kind of, you know, sort of thing. But it's something that the guys can take away that hard work, save something from getting way worse, yeah. And then also, some, something that was mere moments away from being a nothing left. I I don't want to say a total loss because it is, but you can see so much of that structure left, which moments difference would have made that nothing left. Agree. Yeah. Well, and there's potential. Like, what if we didn't put the cribbing on underneath? Mm -hmm. What if that building collapsed to the sideways into the other building that's sitting there? Yeah. No, that's on fire. We're down that hill. We're down that hill. Yeah. We're on one west, or you know, where all of our guys are, right? Yeah. There's yeah. many, you do many what you can. Put in your hard work. Yeah. Yeah. Propane's fun to deal with. <laughs> like fun there was a lot of propane cylinders everywhere yeah. we looked. Again, the Oprah. Yeah. You get a propane cylinder. You get a propane cylinder. Well, like, you know what that's on fire. You there, was a, there was a fridge that was run on propane. That Kevin and I we were standing. We were standing there, like you know, the whole place is going off. And uh, you know, I'm officer, but I'm talking to Kevin. And we're having a little bit of a chit chat about what where, where we're going to attack next. All of a sudden, it's like, just, I'm like, why is the fridge just? Why did the fridge explode? <laughs> and it was like, you know, 10 feet away. And then we realized, oh, there's a propane mm -hmm. cylinder on that fridge. So it's venting and just, just rocketing. I'm like, ah. I'm like, hey, Brett, put water in that thing until that thing makes stops making that noise. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Poor Don, that thing took a long time to stop making that noise. Mm -hmm. Finally, it actually did go out. And then I went, we went over and moved it. And it was still, had, it was still hissing propane. <laughs> so we just put it a little ways away from us. <laughs> yeah, it's safe over here. It's like, yeah, you know. <laughs> there's, yeah, and then you'll, you'll find that big one in the... In the trailer or in the RV there. The RV, yeah, that was that was impressive. Yeah, I think Kevin pulled about three or four out of there. Right when we pulled up. Yeah. 
Like there's. But it was the one like the actual drive. That, right? that it was big. converted to to propane fuel. Yeah. Oh, the vehicle was converted. <laughs> no, the motorhome. Oh. So it was like. A tank, a massive the tank. size of this couch. Oh, I saw I saw a smaller one. I thought that no, was no, no, it oh, was it geez. was the, like the the one in the belly. No, um, and uh, it was rocketing out the front, and I'm looking. I'm like, man, that thing's like, why is it on fire so much? Like, <laughs> oh, that's why. <laughs> so right away, get that two and a half on it. Boom, cooled down quick. I I just said, yeah, hit that thing hard. Let's get that out of our way. Um, I mean, it could go real bad. So yeah, you never know when that could turn into a bloody. Yeah. yeah. So it was bleeding off through a line or through whatever. Yeah, just cool um, that tank and. Yeah, just keep it cool. <laughs> and once once the fire was subsided, we can move up. And um, I got one of the crew to just kind of mind that, while the other guys pushed towards the house or the mobile. Because yeah, that that could have been really really scary. Um, I don't know how long it had been sitting there. I don't know how much was in that tank. You have to assume it's full yeah. uh, and deal with it like a, as big of a problem as it could be. Yeah, it was, again, as aggressive as, as aggressive as the department could be at a time where it was still needed and played the fence when we needed to mm-hmm. do that. Yeah. I mean, the, the big portion is obviously because of the way we train and because of the tools that we have, especially down at the training grounds, um, you know, having that option to be able to test a lot of these theories before we put them out, mm-hmm. which kind of, you know, we were talking actually about getting um, getting some new toys. Is that right? What were you calling it there, Scott? The Barbie Dream Home. The Barbie Dream Home. <laughs> so what do you what? want in your new Barbie Dream I, Home there, I think we talked, we talked about that. Uh, so Bob's trying to get it, currently get it some uh, grant money. Mm-hmm. Not from Officer Grant. From, from Grant. Different Grant. Um, so we're going to build another structure down in the training ground. So that'll give us three good structures, like good um, CCAN type structures. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, I'm just throwing it out there. Like what? There, there's some of the ideas right now. So our 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 new Barbie Dream Home is gonna be uh, four 20 foot CCANs, just because the, the 40 footers get a little bit. Unru- They're dicey unmanageable. once you, you yeah, deal start with cutting the, them. Yeah, you gotta yeah. deal with the structural integrity of them after a while, especially they, for stacking. Yeah, they get really awkward. Like the 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 search space is very awkward too. It's like I don't know. So we're doing uh, a four so four twenty foot sea cans, and they're gonna be there's, so there's gonna be two stacks, so uh, two stacks of two, um, mm-hmm. sucked right together. So they're um, basically like our a big square house. Yeah, big square house. So our idea is to we're gonna we have a kind of a slope at the training ground. So we're gonna dig out, we're gonna excavate the slope. We're gonna put in some uh, big cement blocks. We're gonna put those secans, slide them into there. So basically, we we have on a second floor, we'll be able to walk um, from the top level into the second floor. Bottom level will be, will be walk out. So it'll be some cool dynamics just with that alone. Mm-hmm. And then we started talking. Okay, well, what are we gonna do in there? So some of the ideas right now. One of the kind of coolest ideas, and I don't know if it's Grant or, I don't know, he, he said he saw it somewhere. We're we talked about it a while ago for the VIS room, actually. The, the chimney? The chimney, yeah. yeah. So I can smoke out a room yeah. or a building without. Which we have, I mean, we have that fireplace, but we, so we're, what we're thinking yeah. right now, on the bottom floor, we're going to have a, a fire, like a fireplace. We're going to run a chimney stack up through the sea cans. And actually make a proper chimney on top of the building, so we can do we can practice chimney fires. Mm-hmm. Um, but then through every level of the structure, we're gonna have a vent hole where we can open it up with some chimney pipes that'll go into each room, and we'll be able to put some smoke in, so we'll be able to smoke out certain rooms. Because it's not gonna be a burn building. That's what this thing is. It's not designed to be fully rollover burn building, because we have two of those already. Yeah. This is definitely gonna be more of a search and tactics building. Um, so we're going to try to smoke out those rooms. That's one of the plans. Another plan is we're going to put another forcible entry door in. Um, problem is if you put it on the side where the uh, just where the corrugated metal is, it's you you do got to do a lot of reinforcing. So Dennis, our metal smith guy, he's looking at we're going to maybe open up one of the barn doors, like one of the tail ends, where it's a lot more rigid, and figure out how to weld another rebreakable door in there. Right. Going to do a window well. Uh, on the one side, so that way we can practice getting firefighters out of uh, basements. We can also practice in basement attacks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know, there's a few other... Uh, we may do a... What is it called? Uh, Juliet balcony? Like, a, basically a small balcony. 
Yeah. Or we can practice uh, almost like an apartment type balcony. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you guys want to see? Anything else? I mean, I think there's going to be stairwells. Like one stairwell, for sure. I think a balcony is a good idea, for sure. Because there's a whole bunch of places here where it might be one of the really good access points. Mm-hmm. They've got the double doors off a lot of the balconies around here and a lot of the homes, so I think that would be a really good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it would be... It would be good if we could look at some stuff where we could maybe put in some sliding doors so that we could start looking at forcible entry either on sliding doors because the problem with once you smash glass on sliding doors is you've now got a massive opening yeah so if we could look at something like that it would be tough yeah. to do it's tough to do it should make it redoable yeah uh-huh. that's the problem right yeah. and that's always the problem right it's just keeping that yeah, yeah. i don't know i haven't really off to think about it no. yeah um you know it were you know there's some ideas i want to do i, I want to have movable walls in there so it's not always going to be like because you know three or four practices in you guys are going to know the structure yeah so we can somehow make movable walls we won't be able to make movable stairwell of course because once you cut into a sea can you gotta basically that's where your stairwell is going to be but i'm i'm hoping some movable walls um i've been thinking possibly uh collapsing stairway that'd be cool so we can if you guys don't sound properly it's gonna collapse on you and you're gonna fall a few feet possibly into some padding or something or just you know uh i know at one point when we had a we had tom um, on the department years ago, he was trying to figure out how to make some uh, rams, some like kind of air rams. So when the guys walked on the wrong thing, it would, it would, the, the thing would like basically like a air, like a compressed air thing go and drop you. So just as a, oh, probably you should really sound the floor, right. <laughs> sound the stairs. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of ideas floating around right now. <clears throat> yeah. If any of you out there have got any ideas of what we could do, anything that maybe you've got going on on yours. Or any just completely outside of the box stuff that you think would be cool. We're kind of the guys that would try that. <laughs> I know, I know yeah. Spencer wants to get a Denver prop in there. Yes, Denver yes. prop. Yeah. Um, which is basically a narrow, really narrow um, hallway kind of thing. To Small a, hallway to yeah. a window. Yep. Where you you have to use the Superman to get the guy out or whatever you can. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I'm also thinking maybe some pick points up top, some for ropes. So I, was just about, some... I was literally just thinking because we've got this whole space on the roof there that we could utilize for a lot of. Yeah. Uh, put the roof prop up there. We're going to put an angle roof prop up there. Yeah. No, we don't do a lot of roof venting. No. Like well, we still do. We did it on that one, which really opened our eyes to yeah. the need for it. Yeah. For yeah, something. Although I am. Not just, everything. Yeah. No. <laughs> we're not on. We're not on team. Get on roof and cut things with chainsaws. And I am still swaying towards putting that roof prop onto our original burn building where we have a vent hole. So that way we can actually so vent. Really so yeah, we can actually get some fire rolling in the in the rollover room and then vent it into the roof prop. So that way, when the guys get up there with the chainsaw, there will actually be fire probably coming through that roof hole, mm-hmm. which would be better. which would be more realistic. Yeah. But is that for us? That's not when we go on a roof. We don't no. vent off a roof like that. Mm-hmm. Um, no. I rarely. I I think once in my eleven years we've vented off a roof like that. Usually we vent um, like that. Later on in the fire, we're like opposite than some of our other brethren. We uh, use a fan first and then attack with a fan, whereas they would probably use a fan after and attack with a roof vent. Yeah, yeah just what works for us. That's what works for us. Um, yeah, like one reason I want to put some uh, maybe some points up there as well is because uh, that training ground doesn't necessarily just have to be for us, it can be for other emergency services. So, whether that's the police come and do some training too practice some dynamic entries and stuff. It's good to have friends. (laughs) Friends like that. Well, and the more it gets used, the more likely we keep it forever. Yep. So, Mm. uh, show the, um, the, the importance of why, why we have it, why we need it and who else can benefit from it. So, um, what we do tend to like training other people is definitely something we enjoy doing, whether it's training, just, just, yeah, training them or training with them or training in general. Yeah. Yeah. So having that extra space to do some of those things is important. Yeah. Um, you know, what's cool is the fact that it wasn't me that was trying to push this. Like, I, I wanted one other CCAN to attach to the search building, which we're getting also. We're, we're actually just going to... We're going <laughs> to... By the by. We're, uh, we're, cement, we're putting some cement down for that. So CCAN we're, for you! CCAN, CCAN for you! So this is where it came from. Yeah. <laughs> so we're putting, we're putting a CCAN down to attach to our current second search building. Um, to add another uh, room, mm. so we're going to be able to do um, down a hallway, two bedrooms. 
back to some of those search methods we use nowadays. Um, so that's getting done. That's going to be done first. That'll be, be done within, I'd say, a month or two. Yeah. Should be done. And now would be a great time to get that done. Yeah. It's going to need to be. we got other things ramping up. Well, and that, that in my, my mind right now, those two cans are going to go down to the seminar. When we do the seminar, the fire fest, mm -hmm. and I'm going to run that sec that session. <laughs> the search, the search one. Yeah, search session. I think because I, I usually you do VIS then. We'll do VIS as well. Mm -hmm. Listen, we got we got the VIS building. Jay. We got the he search. Does an awesome job with Jay that. Does and Jay does a good job. So you know, we'll send the VIS building down. We're going to have the the crazy search one. Where you know the, the changing level the of Andrew. ones, that, yeah, the Andrew special. Yeah, you know? <laughs> you, if you want to see nightmares, <laughs> yeah, if you want to see that soul contraption that we call the search building, um, it was uh, Andrew, one of uh, one of our guys' uh, brainchilds. It's awesome. Uh, and we haven't even fully uh, made it hard yet. Like, no. we haven't put in wires. We haven't put in any of that stuff in there. Mm. But if you want to check that out, we do have the <laughs> 3D models on the Facebook page. Go check them out, and you can kind of wander through there and VR yeah. and 3D and everything else. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we're going to have that room. We're going to have basically the burn building, uh, and then we're going to have this other search thing. So lots of uh, lots of secans that are going to be mobile. Yeah. Because we're going to need the mobile because we're ramping up for next Fire year's fish. next year's seminar. Firefest Fire 2020. Man, did we figure out how to make a flamethrower yet? Got a couple of guys working on it. Mm -hmm. Not for any reason in particular. We There's just no reason why we need a flamethrower. <laughs> Stop giving away secrets, girl. <laughs> uh, if you if you can, uh, if it's you the bottle cap challenge. Yeah, the bottle cap challenge. <laughs> I'm just gonna melt it off. <laughs> <laughs> She go. Mm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. We're uh, we're kind of getting to that point. I think, boys. It's, uh, yeah. You know, it's it's a it's a late one. We were gonna have uh, we were actually gonna be having an interview this evening, mm -hmm. but because of yesterday's fiascos and late nights and a whole bunch of uh, jiggery and around, it just didn't tend to work. So, but we mm -hmm. will be having a dual interview with our friends to the whatever east. direction east east. Mm -hmm. Our friends to the east, the Bar Boys. Mm -hmm. We are going to be doing a uh, a dual episode with them, a uh, partnership episode. Is it a crossover? Is it? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's a cross collab. Yeah, collab. Sure. Why not? A what? Collab. Yeah, collab. What do you say? A collab? 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 I feel like I'm saying it. Collab. <laughs> Just keep saying it. Rich. I feel like we're doing it. I cool feel like, cool whip. 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 Cool it's our it's our annual episode. It's our it is, 50 yeah. second week episode for people that can do math. <laughs> for our... <laughs> That's why we're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And uh, the chief is going to be joining us for that one. Maybe timeless Todd. Maybe timeless Todd. Yeah. And bring uh, all the guests on. Yeah, we can well, see. Probably not. Yeah. We can see. We can probably surface. Because <laughs> we don't have any room in this little closet. Yeah. No. Someone's going to be sitting on someone's lap, and it ain't going to be mine. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a busy one next week. We're going to do a year in review. Uh, just kind of a chat of what we've been up to over the past year and you know thanking you guys for listening yeah. and the support and blah 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 and everything else we get and all the other stuff that we do and more stuff that we've got planned coming as well we're also toying with the idea that it will be video an actual live broadcast of the podcast room either live or recorded for the YouTubes because we're looking to get mm -hmm. into more video for next year um, kind of in a bigger deal with the small projects that we've done yeah. so far with some of the video <coughs> stuff that we've got going because they tend to be quite popular um, we like doing them and we're doing it anyway so I want to put a camera yeah, on I want to put a camera on face Carl's going to bring his 360 camera we get 15 seconds 15, 15 seconds, seconds it's awesome video well I'm doing it for Ash for the Instagram obviously right? <laughs> <laughs> do it for the gram that's my 360 cam god um, yeah uh, I think that's about it Ash what you got for me uh, well, we'll wrap up for uh, sure, our, our shout-outs quickly. Um, now that we've lost uh, Matt for the evening, thanks he, for tuning in. He's gone. Uh, yeah, we'll start off with uh, Modus. Um, 
those guys uh, doing good things with the old snagger tool. Scott's dying across the way. <laughs> Cough up some more lungs. Mm-hmm. Not from the structure fire. Not from the structure fire. Sorry. Yeah. He's getting rid of the whatever flu or whatever. One flew. other thing on that structure fire. Super yeah. flu. Make sure, and this should be like just common knowledge, but everyone needs to foot ladders, especially when uh, the ladders are from, I don't know where, Fisher somewhere. Price. Fisher <laughs> Price is a good one. Yeah, I think the better knowledge is don't use a ladder you find on the ground. Use it, a proper fire ladder. Right. Well, <laughs> that's the better lot. That's the better knowledge. That's the reason sure. why we have fire ladders. It is for sure. We we do say <laughs> when you get to a fire or a scene, you know, sometimes you're not going to have access to all that's the pro- right. proper equipment. So we say utilize what you have around you. Innovate, adapt, overcome. <laughs> but if you have two trucks and you haven't pulled one ladder off yet, <coughs> let's just take the extra fifteen steps and get the proper one. Well, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. It folded in half. Let's put it that <laughs> way. It was super awesome. stories. He was like two feet yeah, off was the ground. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I was behind him, mm-hmm. and I, I grabbed him pretty quick. And we laughed. And, and then Spence came in as well and grabbed yeah. him. Like both of us had a hold of him before. He, before <laughs> as that ladder went, I had his, I had his yeah. leg, and I was supporting him. And Spence came right in on the other side. It was one of the funniest things I've seen in a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I looked away. And I look back and I just start to catch this happening. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. And it's it's folded straight straight in. And yeah, yeah. Carl dives right into him. And Garbage. right away he's looking back at me, and like he's <laughs> laughing. He's like, I, I I don't know what to do up here. <laughs> <laughs> just he's tagged in. I'm just like a guy over the Yeah. Uh, Anyways, yes. Um, oh, and uh, speaking of Otis, mm-hmm. uh, as soon as I actually walked over to the back of the truck when we were cleaning up, mm-hmm. uh, right at the end there. Um, Rob turned around to me and just smiled. He's like, you know, if there's one tool this year that I'm so glad we got, it's those snagger tools. Mm-hmm. He's like, I use it every time. Yep. Every time for uncoupling and coupling. That. He's like, it's the easiest thing. Yeah, I never got one yet. Just throw that out there. You're not allowed one. No. no. It's your officers. You don't need them. I use the shit out of mine on that fire, man. I was moving that two and a half. Yeah, the I would, but I don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, then. You can borrow mine. You got one? What? <laughs> what does he have one? What's going on, Ash? Modus. Snagger tool. <laughs> door wedge. Uh, they've got their uh, um, aluminum door wedge. They've got uh, a cool one for like EMS calls or whatever. Uh, just so you're not marring up people's house doors and such. If you've got a proper, proper door open. Uh, cool analyzing, cool engraving. Uh, check those guys out. Small company doing some pretty cool things. They're all mythical since I haven't seen one. Right? <laughs> He's I've heard of such a tool. Right? What <laughs> a magical <laughs> tool. Um, so if you and Scott want to purchase one, they're, uh, they're offering us a discount right now. DTFF5 gets you 5% off of your order. Uh, check those guys out. Hit them up. Uh, we've got... Uh, RZ masks. Uh, we used them like crazy on this call. It was awesome. Um, uh, obviously, we started out life with full SCBA. Uh, once things uh, started to die down, um, and I was doing less work straight in the structure area, um, I dropped my pack, went to the RZ, so I could, you know, get a bit better, clear comms for the radio and stuff. Um, and the thing works, works wonders. I mean, it's uh, you don't want to be right up in there, but if the wind shifts and you do get a bit of that smoke coming at you, it was amazing. I, I mean, I wasn't coughing, I wasn't doing any of that. It was taking out all the, all all those toxins or whatever that are in the air. Um, Maybe we don't know that. It's not science, but we hope it does that. <laughs> I think that's what they. Claim. That's what they say. Yeah, that actually is right? science. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah, and I, yeah. I, I just wouldn't like to make a statement that says that you can go ahead. And I think they do though. I, yeah, I'm they can do sure what they, they want. They say I'm great. Good, good for them. <laughs> Why do you hate? Are don't you huff just... plastic, man. That's what I'm saying. Well, Regardless I'm... where you got the mask on or not, huffing plastic. I'm just saying, I was using it for mop up and it was awesome. No hooking plastic. All right. That's a, that's a life lesson. This is why he hates shut up. Uh, so, anyway, RZ masks, everybody but Carl. Uh, really enjoyed it. I so. enjoyed my mask. All right, fine. It did great. Um, if you want to get on board with those guys there, uh, they've got a 30% discount for us. Uh, it's public safety. Uh, hit them up with that and. Uh, 
do some research. We did ours. We liked the M1 for the ease of use, quick on and off. Yep. Um, we ordered 40 of them. Everybody in the hall got one. We got a couple spares. Um, we we love them that much that we bought them. <sighs> I'm sure you guys will too. So check that out. Um, obviously, Chief Miller. Um, likes and shares all the good stuff on the internet. Um, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, chiefmillerapparel.com. Uh, check him out. He, he's been on board with us for a while now. Shares uh, our content. Shares a lot of other good good guys' content as well. Uh, got us our challenge coins, which we... Uh, uh, I, think I think we're out of. Yeah, we still have some, some left. Yeah. Just a couple kicking around. Yeah. Maybe sure. Somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere there's some challenge I'm going to say yeah. Yeah. We've, uh, we've shared, shared a bunch. We actually shared a bunch with uh, the membership here yeah, um, I feel that was really appreciated by them all, you don't really need to find them wow we have I three believe. oh wait there are somewhere anyway those are decals oh speaking so anyway speaking of that accent yeah so coming right up there the old bar boys uh, Brotherhood Academy Radio um, like Carl said earlier we're setting up a, a uh, they, collaboration like, do they actually like us calling them the bar boys I don't know it's like because they're not actually called the Bar Boys. No, absolutely not. But <laughs> it works, I think. Yeah, yeah the Bar Boys. Yeah. They're like a boy band. <laughs> <laughs> they'd be the Bar Boys. Would they be, they'd be a cowboy boy band then, wouldn't they? And then you I put, know if they're Bar Boys. So thing, like, one of the things I want to ask them is mm-hmm. that song at the beginning. That is like in your... You know what an earworm is? Gets in your head? Gets, gets in oh, your yeah. Head. yeah. I, like, I'm singing the whole time I'm listening to their, their podcast. Brotherhood <laughs> <laughs> Academy. Uh, Academy. Like, it's yeah. like, I want that. That's <laughs> what I said. We need a song. Well, yeah. I, had, I had one. I had one initially. No, no, we need like, That's obviously an original. It's not like, yeah, oh, Nick yeah. didn't find Nick that. Did, that was it did he? No, I don't know. I mean, maybe. We should find out. Well, I mean, he was Where's obviously he? involved in because he was the first guy yeah. on the program, I think. So. Because um, we did one for ours initially, like I took what? a whole bunch of stuff. We didn't do did one. you sing into a mic? No, I, I mixed it. Yeah, no, I just mixed it. Oh, you you mixed it, dead mouse. You you found a freaking <laughs> song for I free. I mixed that. I mixed it. You did? I, oh, hundred percent. Oh. Same with the ending. Oh, no, I feel bad for shooting it down. Same with the ending. <laughs> really? Yeah. That was all you? All me. The ending's yeah. the ending's me and the beginning. Yeah. I don't know. I yeah. felt like. What do you think I'm doing? I felt like the whole welcome. I think uh, the hello and welcome. I think it's oh, a lot more jockey. I have one. Hmm? Every season, we should switch it up a bit. Uh, oh, uh, oh, is this our season? Uh, we do this season. Is, I guess we can we can do this. We can do season changes. Yeah. But if we do season changes, I was thinking of this. Oh. If we do season changes, get new, we change get new the people season. On. We should get new people in the seats. Well, we can just trade people. Let's <laughs> get rid of all of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> number four, uh, maybe number one. Yeah, maybe not even. Oh right. yeah, I don't know if we mentioned, but we uh, have before. We haven't yet. No. Well, we did for the other one. We oh. did for. So we got, we got uh, number four, for volunteer podcast, which we yeah. were kind of like, oh, that's kind of awesome. I wasn't really sure what a volunteer podcast was. No, me neither. But mm. there was a couple of things. But then. Later on, the next day, actually, um, we looked and there was another email and Rob brought it up and we had made the number four podcast for firefighters in the world. Yeah, I don't believe that's just volunteer. I think that's firefighters. That was firefighters. It was the number four podcast, firefighter podcast in the world. And there were some heavy hitters on that list. Man, I'll tell you. uh, So... And there was a few hundred from what I understood that they... That were in the running, that were in if you the will. Running. Yeah. Because so, originally I'm like, well, how many are there? Yeah. But it wasn't just <laughs> podcasts, it was uh, other things too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So we, uh, I mean, even to even to be on the list, if we were in the top 20, I'd have been happy. Yeah. But number four? It's, a, cra- it's a crazy accomplishment. I know, um, I didn't know that we were even in the running. I didn't know it was a thing. I didn't even um, know it was a thing. I, I think sometimes I don't want to say we take for granted because we definitely don't but I don't realize how many people like it, it doesn't weigh on me how many people tune in like we don't we, we do it for that but we, we, like we don't do it for that if, if that makes any sense we well, like, don't see the people 
It's yeah, not like, like, like we don't see like we're running a concert where we see yeah. there's 5,000 people. Hello, everybody! And we hear you guys like, yeah. Hello, Cleveland! Hello, right? welcome! <laughs> so it's like, maybe that's what we need to do from now on. Just got super amped up forever. I don't know, right? Like, it's just us in a closet ch- chatting about stuff, right? Yeah, that's true. Spin the wheel and see what we talk about. It's crazy. <laughs> hey, hey, throwback. There you go. Um, Have we done the show yet? No. No, we haven't got there. Wow. Oh, Matt, he's so right. Oh, the bar boys, right? That's uh, right. So yeah, so we're. Do you uh, mind being called the bar boys? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's like they're, it's like a boy band. It's like a boy band. Yeah, I feel like we're in some time warp again. Right. Ah, great. So they're making another one of those, eh? What's that? The uh, Twilight Zone. Oh no! No, no, they're making they're making Bill and Ted. they're making Bill and Ted. They're not making yeah. But they're making another Bill and Ted. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. Right. Yeah, I hear they kill Ted's dog and he goes on a rampage and kills everybody. I just watched. Oh wait, no, that's John Wick. I just watched John Wick three, <laughs> and it was amazing. It's pretty good. Oh really? It was amazing. That. That's alright. Nice. What? It's pretty good. This scene where he's just. Well, like, I haven't seen any of it. Why are we talking about it? Yeah. Did you them? No, I haven't seen three. Three? Yeah. Uh, well, some gunfighting and some. Yes. Yeah, so the knife fight, dude. Oh, uh, knife In the museum. No, oh, not the museum. I have- Let's just move on. I can't even tell you. Um, I just dropped that bomb. Sorry. <laughs> I'm so heated now. Uh, Where are we at? Still on the bar. Bar boys. <laughs> we haven't got through that yet. So. Brotherhood again. <laughs> so they do good stuff. Yeah, they they do really good good stuff. Yeah, it's uh, uh, Nick's social media presence is next level, and I I, I mean. I give him credit. He gets himself out there. Lots of quick little snippets. Uh, I don't want to say we shit the bed on that, but we're, we're, <laughs> we do differently. We, we, we do, do it a little bit differently. Um, I think we, we could blend a little bit more of that just so people see, even not the tactic side of it, just see what we're doing, even though it's not learning a whole bunch every time. Just a quick little, hey guys, we're out here doing this today. Yeah. Hopefully one day we're gonna get a video up here. Video's a new face. Yeah, so I think we need to work on that a little bit more. Uh just get out there for you guys. People love content. I don't care if it's five seconds or five minutes. They they love seeing stuff. So uh I gotta tip the old hat to those guys there. So check them out. Uh don't forget about us, but check check those guys out. Uh, I am responding. Uh for uh if you guys are using something that's what we use. We pay for it. <laughs> they're it, pretty good it, it works yeah um, there's other guys out there if you're using something else let us know uh, and lastly but definitely not leastly I know, I know we kind of spent a moment on it earlier but uh, stop the bleed um, <coughs> we're going to throw that on everyone because we value the importance or we, we see the value in it so uh, look into that it's uh, it's the goods what bleeding oh uh, <laughs> bleedingcontrol.org I believe mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that is that's it. Mm. That is it. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Well, um, yeah, we'll call it there. Ash, I think we should. I think we should. It's been a a long night. It's late. Thanks, guys. Yep, Scott. Yeah, see you next week. Mm. Next week, number fifty-two. Tune in next week, Chief Bob. Mm -hmm. Timeless Todd. I think we might even see if we can get get the whole crew back together. We'll see. Anyways, thanks everyone for listening. Right. Stay safe. Stay DTFF. DTFF podcast. <laughs> <laughs>